Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. Thank you for tuning in tonight for this week's episode. We have a very special guest for you tonight who holds a lot of titles. I'm talking about Elisa Placaris, a.k.a. the Cryptic Huntress. She is the author of a soon-to-be-released new book. She holds the title of being a cryptic researcher. She's a ghost hunter. And she has a healthy love for the study of aliens and ufology. She is a self-proclaimed crazy shark lady. Now you tell me, folks, what is there not to like about this lady? We're going to have a super time tonight. So without further ado, let's get this show started. And so let me turn you over to your host, Shane Grove. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of From the Shadows podcast. Uh, I am joined tonight by Jason, the producer. That's your cue to say hi, Jason. Come on. Hey, how you doing, sir? (laughs) And the judge. The judge is gracing us tonight after uh, taking a week off. How's it going tonight, judge? Greetings. Greetings. Okay. Um, before we get into the episode, uh, just want to say, do you guys have a, have a good Halloween? Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Definitely uh, passed out a lot of candy. Passed out a lot of candy. Did you eat a lot? Ate a lot of Reese's cups. Ate a lot of Reese's cups. Well, I can't say that I blame you on that. Um, I would eat a lot of Reese's cups. Uh, in fact, right now, if there were some available, but uh, I ate more. You ate them all. Okay. Okay. Well, you can um, talk about my Halloween uh, in the uh, our Halloween special uh, when I did that investigation with our lead investigator, Jerry, in Kentucky at the Rawls yes. House Opera House. Yes, that, that, was a, that was a great uh, listening back to that episode. You know, it was, it was great to hear you describing your first uh, paranormal experience. And uh, if anybody listening to this episode has not had a chance to uh, listen to that man i urge you guys to go back because uh, jason tells a great great story um about uh, his first experience so uh and speaking of first experiences i think we're uh, we're in for a, a pretty good tale tonight uh, as we introduce our guest alisa placaros alisa are you uh you with us Yes, I am. Did I say your name correctly? Yes, you did. Wow. Okay. I just <laughs> I will not say it again for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I will not. I promise, because I don't want to butcher it. So, uh, so you are uh, you're coming to you're a hometown girl, so to speak, right? 
you're from yes. uh, you're from Bucyrus. Uh, yes, North I Central am. High. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, give us a little background on what a uh, what a girl, a seemingly normal, nice, well-grounded lady in North Central Ohio, would have an interest in the paranormal, the mysterious, the uh, cryptids that roam this uh, this great state of ours. How on earth would uh, how did how did you get interested in that sort of thing? Well, it's something I've always been into. When I was a kid, me and my grandma used to watch like King Kong and Godzilla all the time together, and horror movies. And I was sitting there wondering if things like that actually exist. So I was going to the library and get books about vampires, ghosts. Werewolves, and like, well, sounds got to be back to these stories. So it's just been something that's always been into wondering what goes bump in the night, kind of thing. So in other words, in other words, you were just like the rest of us. There was nothing Pretty normal or or sweetness about you. Were just like the rest of us. Oh. Pretty much. Okay. Well, I, I I think there's a common theme. I mean, I think probably. Elisa is is not unique. I think there's a lot more people out there that that have an interest in the tagline what could be lurking in the shadow. Um, I don't think that it's uh, you know I don't think it's sex specific, boys, girls, the elderly, you know, middle aged. I think there's a lot of people that have an interest in this. So I don't think she's any unusual individual so Alyssa uh, Alisa see I screwed it up I knew I would this do would it be like a swear jar every time you mispronounce her name you gotta put a dollar in the jar the dollar in the, <laughs> there you go the dollar in the mispronunciation jar okay okay so so where so where did this um, fascination with things that go bump in the night so so where did the next step uh, come from, from just beyond watching movies and, and, and reading books about it? Well, I think it all started coming together when I went to my very first Bigfoot conference. We was camping, and me, my mom, my mom's ex-husband, and my cousin, my cousin was asleep, but us three heard a strange howl in the distance. That wasn't a coyote. It wasn't an owl. And when that howl went off, everything in the woods got silent. You could hear no crickets, no birds. You could probably hear somebody drop a pin. It got so quiet. Then it happened again to my mom when she was by herself, but she said it was closer that time. So, so you guys are out in the woods at at a Bigfoot. So you go to these book, a Bigfoot conference, and it's something where you can also go and camp while the conference is going on. Yes. Was that was that down at least was that down in Salt Fork State yeah. Park? Yep. Okay. So at this point, you've you've read enough books, you've watched enough shows, you've done enough research that that you know that you know 
what you're hearing uh, is not normal. Like you're able yes. to, to kind of work your way through it. And um, because I got to be honest with you, I, I grew up in the country. I grew, um, you know, spent a lot of time in the woods uh, outside. I, I don't even know that I would know enough to pay enough attention if everything else got <laughs> quiet. And I hear that a lot when people um, when people talk about having a you know an experience with um, a Sasquatch or Bigfoot or whatever, um, where they say it, like the, to the point where the wind even stops, <laughs> you know, it seems like it goes quiet. So, uh, so you recognize that immediately that uh, when the howl went off, that something something was amiss um, because everything else heard the same thing and knew it was trouble. I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Am I correct in assuming that then? You so, so I, you knew? Yeah. I mean, I've always been... My family is outdoors. We go camping. We go fishing. go hiking. So I like to be familiar with my surroundings and the sounds when I go out. And... Okay. When that how went off, we always laid there for a couple minutes trying to figure out what it was because it blended in with the coyotes when it went off. So, like, that's not a coyote. What was that? In, so, in so the experience, like, so when you heard that, was that really the first time that you started thinking, you know, I've read these books, I've been to these conferences, I've heard other people, you know, have experiences, but this is the first time I think I'm actually hearing what is believed to be a Sasquatch. Yes. And from that, I, I mean, I would, I would assume that sort of made you then the true, true believer. I mean, I obviously you were a believer before, but now having a personal experience, it probably, I guess, gave you that thirst for wanting to know more, wanting to see more, wanting to hear more. Is that a fair statement? Oh, yeah. My mom became a believer, too, that day. Before, she was kind of skeptic, but ever since then, she knows there's something out there that's huge, I guess, that goes bumping at night when we go camping or something. So, so Elisa. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead I was just wanted to say, so, Elisa, so are you saying that um, you, you got a feel for the environment out there? And you hear the animals, the birds, you know, the normal sounds you hear when you're outdoors, when you're going camping. And you were saying, just like when there's a bad storm or something, everybody, uh, all of these animals and everything just seems to get quiet when there is a Bigfoot that's near? Oh, yeah. It seems every time I had an encounter, it was usually very quiet when it happens. It's been very rare that I hear a bird or a cricket when something happens, but most of the time it's been quiet when something like that happens to me. So do you feel it's sort of like a supernatural experience? I, I don't know. I think so about it because I think the animals just know that the Bigfoot is like a top, predator and they want to step back so when it comes out they all hide okay or just stay away 
Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'd say that Bigfoot would be classified as an apex predator, meaning it's at the top of the food chain. Nothing hunts it. Oh, absolutely. Um, Except for Jerry. Let's not forget about Jerry. Oh, God. Oh, God. So I, but but that makes sense. So, so let me ask this, and Elisa, at this conference that that you went to, and I know because we've spoke before, you've been able to meet and get to know some really big names in the Bigfoot research, uh, you know, area. So you want to go ahead and tell us some of the people who you've met at some of these conferences, and then we'll get into your own personal experience later on where you've actually witnessed what you believe to be a Sasquatch. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, so tell us some of the people that you've met at these conferences, because I think our listeners, if you're, a, if you're a Squatch fanatic like the rest of us, will be uh, really shocked. I know Bobo and Cliff um, Finding Bigfoot, uh, Ken Gearhard, Lyle Blackburn I met, Nick Rathburn. No, Ken Gerhard and Lyle Blackburn, if, if if the listeners out there, if you've watched Monsters and Mysteries in America, Terror in the Woods, any number of shows on the Travel Channel, Destination America, these are guys that are renowned cryptozoologists who you're going to see, you know, just about every one of those shows. So they were there. You got to meet them, got to know them. And would you say that uh, you're, you're friends with them? Oh, yeah, definitely. How about, uh, I, and I've seen the picture to prove it, um, I think you have a kind of a special friendship with uh, Bob Gimlin to, as well. Yeah. Yes, I do. Me and Bob are very good friends. And <laughs> for those of you who don't know Bob Gimlin, Bob is the, is the, the godfather of, of Sasquatch research in the United States. It was him and uh, another gentleman Roger Patterson, Patterson, Roger Patterson, who have the very famous uh, video out in Willow Creek, California. So, so, so the, the question needs to be asked then is, Alyssa, when you go on to another podcast or go to um, one of these uh, Bigfoot conferences next and somebody says, hey, who are this famous um researchers that you know are you now going to include jerry jason the judge and myself I mean, I yes definitely okay okay when everybody stares at you jerry totally... is right up bob gimlin because although bob gimlin may have the only real video of a sasquatch he's never tackled him <laughs> no and 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 uh before we get into uh, Alyssa's other Elisa's other experience um, and discuss whether or not we believe Jerry truly could tackle Sasquatch, we're going to take a quick break to hear from uh, this week's sponsor. We would like to thank a new sponsor here at From the Shadows podcast, Gebhart Financial, where owner Phil Gebhart is so good with money, the Amish borrow from him. Are we allowed to even say that about the Amish? Ah, relax. The Amish don't listen to podcasts. That's Gebhard Financial for all your financial needs. If you'd like to retire sometime. And now, folks, back to the show. We're back with uh, Elisa 
Plaqueros. Did I get it right the second time? Yes, you did. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Do, do I get to take a jar out of the mispronunciation? No, because you've already missed mispronunciation. The time we didn't correct you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so you've been well, out. Lisa, in the woods. tell us a little bit. About the yeah, um, yeah, you've been out you in know, the woods. You've heard. You've heard Bigfoot or what you believe to be Sasquatch make some vocalization. Um, you've gone to these conferences. You 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 know what's, uh, you know what it's all about. Um, go ahead and go ahead and tell us what uh, what other experiences you've had. Well, I've heard tree knocks before and like whoops, and I heard what they call the um, samurai chatter, like what they call Bigfoot chatter before. Actually, that was this year. I heard that chatter, which was pretty creepy, and I've seen one. Twice. I don't know if it's the same one or not, but last year I was so, seen the same one or something like that twice. Tell us, let's go. Let's go back and tell us um, how how you got to actually see um, a Sasquatch. That uh, you know, obviously we've had a chance to to talk before. That you have a uh, you have a friend that that owns a piece of property that's pretty far back in the woods. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know you don't want to tell his name or where it's located because he doesn't want people showing up there, but could you give us a backstory on that? Yeah, I have a friend that lives in, has a property in Midway National Forest and his closest neighbor is about maybe five miles and it's all Amish people. Only thing you can hear is cows go off every now and then. But the first night, it was roughly probably about eight or nine was dark. And we was coming back from the Mothman Festival. And we turned the corner to go to his house. And I seen something in a ditch that looks like it was sitting down. That I looked out of place. And we got back to his cabin. He's like, my... He looked at me, asking what's wrong, and I said, I think I just seen something, but I'm not sure. So the next day, we went out to go where it was, and it wasn't there. Well, it should have been. Okay, so was this a large, I mean, was this a large object? That- oh, yeah. It was large. His shoulder, you can see, only thing I caught a glimpse of was something that was really dark, crouched down to the ground, and was covered in fur. First, I thought it was a tree, because there are a lot of trees out there. So I'm like, well, let's go make sure I didn't see a tree or a bush. And just looked at it wrong, because you might play tricks on you at night. So I want to go debunk it, so me and him walked to it was, and you can see what it was something laying down at. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I definitely seen something, but I don't want to say what it was. And we went back to the Mothman for a little bit and came back for lunch. And my friend has a little offering area back on his property that he takes food out, like apples and stuff every now and then. And I was out there by myself. And when I go out well, to the woods, there, I don't want to cut you off, but so fine. your friend who has this offering tree. Yes. Did he tell you that he knew that there were Sasquatch out there and he was giving them, he was putting yes. treats out there for them? Yes. 
Okay, so what did you think about that? Did you believe him? Did you think, well, you know, maybe he's making this yeah. up? I believed him because the first time I was there, that I heard a, me and him heard a howl, probably a couple feet from the cabin. It was clear as day, but it was very low. And when we see that back, we heard them walking. Okay. So I knew there was something there because his neighbor had seen one. And he's heard it, so I wasn't really surprised when he told me about it. So, so you, so you know all this, and you yes. still are going to walk by yourself <laughs> back to the offer, offering spot. Yep. So you didn't feel like threatened or anything by this creature. Nope. I didn't feel threatened at all. Okay. Well, no wonder Jerry thinks he can tackle a Sasquatch. <laughs> you think you can walk out there? So, at least I mean, had so, so obviously, obviously, you've heard you've heard enough from your friend and the neighbor that they know they're there, but they've never done anything aggressive. Yeah. To make you, to make you scared. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So continue on. You're, you're you're back there by the offering spot. Then what? Yeah, I was talking when I go in the woods. I like to talk to the woods, let them know I'm not there doing anything to cause any harm or anything like that. And I had to happen to look up a couple feet from the offering area because that's the time about this time was fall, so there was no leaves except for on the ground, and the sun was shining. And I looked up, and I seen something come from behind the tree. And I seen a reddish-brownish thing standing there. And the sun was hitting its shoulder, its chest. And I looked up, and we looked at each other for a couple of seconds, and then went back behind the tree. So how big was it? About eight foot. <clears throat> now, when you foot. saw it, what was your first? what was your first instinct? When you see something like that, I was in shock because I was trying my mind. I was trying to figure out what I was looking at because I know it wasn't a bear. No way. That was a bear standing on its two feet that big. Was it making well, it was eye contact with you? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so it was looking at me, letting me know that it was there. Wow. And it was showing itself to me. So, so you got a, so you look at, so you got a good glimpse at. It's facial features. Mostly it's fur more than anything. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, so first glance, you're like, you're processing. It's not a bear. Um, Like, of course, you were thinking that this is what Bigfoot is or this is what Sasquatch is. But was there any other thought like, oh, my gosh, it's an escape. You know, it's a gorilla from the zoo or it's. Oh, no. No, okay. So you're just so you so you were prepared, maybe a little bit more than a lot of people to see yeah. something like that. Okay, um, and you felt no fear as it was. And when you nope. you keep saying a few feet away, okay, how far is a few feet? Like five feet, or is it thirty, forty, fifty feet? Like hmm. like give us a little bit better. Uh... Maybe five feet because it wasn't very. It wasn't that far from what I was standing at. Now that is very close. Wow. Oh yeah, he was yeah. pretty close. Did uh, had your friend um, described 
what he had seen of these things before. Like he'd say, oh, yeah, I'd seen them. They're eight foot tall. They're brown. They're black. The only like one that. he has seen, I know of, is a little black one. He still was five feet, and he's seen it run across the street before he went to his cabin. So does he believe that there's a family of of Sasquatch that's out there? There's, there's Yeah. Uh, okay. And what about footprints? Did he ever find any footprints that he casted or anything like that? We haven't cast them, but definitely there's a lot of footprints there. So, so, um, so obviously, if you guys are going to the Mothman Festival and, and yes, the the, and <laughs> so he's into the whole cryptid, um, cryptid sort. Is it ever crossed his mind to call up Cliff and Bobo and have those guys come out and do an investigation, or is he just happy knowing what he knows and 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 kind of living in peace with these creatures? He's just happy knowing, because they kind of like a little special bond. So he just likes them. He lets them be, let them be. He don't really bother them or anything. He just goes out there, talks to them, brings snacks every now and then, and that's it. He just lets them stay to themselves. He don't bother them or anything. Did your friend ever tell you about that they might have uh, given him a gift or something that showed yes. that their appreciation for him? Yes, actually, they left me a gift too. Ooh, nice! My first time. What they give you? Actually, um, my friend he made uh, vinyl bracelets from the grapevines. Okay. Those that, and he made two bracelets and a necklace, and he took me out when I first went there and showed me an offering area and stuff, and he put the bracelets up about eight feet in the air because he's he's tall. <laughs> hmm. And the next day, I went out because I was bringing them breakfast, and there was a bracelet laying where I had the food at on the offering area. See, there you go. Even Bigfoot knows that jewelry is the <laughs> way to a woman's heart. Uh huh. <laughs> Gentleman Bigfoot. Now, if you can only teach Jerry that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, Elisa, did was. Could you tell us about? Uh, about your friend leaving uh, peanut butter out. Oh yes, this one. He leaves peanut butter out, and when he does, he t- he opens it, takes off the plastic, and he closes like really tight. You're talking about a jar, jar of peanut yes. butter. Yes, the jar of peanut butter. And there's been days he goes and it's open, and you can see like fingerprints in it. And then sometimes he goes back and it's gone, and it comes back completely empty, closed. So it eats all the peanut butter and then puts the lid back on. Yes. I can't even, we can't even get our teenager to do that. Whoa. How does Bigfoot do it? I mean, so that, that shows you that it's not like a, a raccoon or something like that. A raccoon might be able to, might be able to get the lid off, but it's not going to eat everything and put the lid back on. Yeah. And well, there's no teeth marks on it either, on the lid. Do, do you, do you leave? Does he leave milk out for the peanut butter? Because I know that's just aggravating to eat peanut butter and then have it be stuck, stuck up there in the roof of your mouth. I mean, that that would just be irritating, I would think, for the Bigfoot. Now that I know, oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I wonder. But I say that jokingly. But think about that. Think about 
How would how would uh, a Bigfoot deal with peanut butter in the top and then in the roof of its mouth? I mean, well, my dog does just fine with it, so I don't really dog. think of anything. <laughs> yeah, but that's but your dog's licking the peanut butter out of the roof of your mouth, not. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Elisa. So your friend knows that they're out there. You've seen footprints. He's seen them, but he doesn't want to bring people in from the outside. He just wants them to, I guess, basically let them be. Because if 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 people actually knew where he was, he would. They would have, my gosh, they'd have hundreds, thousands of people trying to to get out there to to see it. Is my guess, especially if they hear your story. How how easy it was to go out to the offering tree and say, "Hey, you know, there was." Oh yeah, I can oh, see yeah. that. Yeah, I can see people doing that and really messing up a good thing. Well, look, we've got a guy on the team that wants to tackle Bigfoot. I mean, imagine somebody, you know. <laughs> Imagine, imagine how bad Jerry. Imagine how bad Jerry would want to tackle a Bigfoot that had a jar of peanut butter in his hand. Okay, and some jewelry. And jewelry. So, so is he? Has either one of you ever uh, tried to record uh, the vocalizations? Had have you guys ever tried to take video, take a picture, or are you just kind of like, I, we know what we know, and that's good enough for us. Yeah, he made a promise that. We won't take a picture or anything of them. He said I can take a cast if I want to, but of course I can't say where it came from. But that's it. Okay. Well, I mean that's kind of. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of cool that he's so you know that you guys respect um, the creatures to that level. You know, when there's so many people that would probably just die to have the chance to you know um, go out there and experience that it's 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 kind of cool to you know and plus I, I gotta be honest i don't think and i've heard this discussed on numerous other podcasts about you know when people tell their stories i don't think if you guys took a picture it would prove anything anyway to anybody because All right everybody's gonna gonna try to debunk it no matter what so I guess what's the what's the purpose? Well, I, I think probably the biggest concern, if it was uh, if it was me, is that you would have people showing up there trying to shoot one. Obviously, if if you actually had a Sasquatch body carcass, one or two things going to happen. Either one, you know, the the, the men in black's going to show up and take you out and sneak off of the body, or two, you're going to be a millionaire because you're going to be able to sell this thing. Um, you know, to science or to museums or whatever. So I think the biggest concern was you'd have somebody out there gun happy trying to shoot it. Yeah, and, and, and I, that probably would be the, the main issue. You know, I'd be less worried about a, about a, a guy trying to tackle it um, and be more worried about a guy trying to shoot it. Although we do, I think maybe we do have the, the perfect... Um, situation where we could take jerry out there if there's a five foot probably juvenile one running around jerry might have a chance jerry might try to make a pet out of him oh gosh <laughs> it might make a pet out of jerry he's his friend have to put peanut butter out for jerry <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I to put the lid back on 
you know, Jerry ought to show up a little more often for the for the podcast recording, so we can't just totally uh, make so much fun of him. Um, so back to the back to Lisa. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Lisa. So so after having your experience of actually seeing one, um, going forward, um, did it, it you know? inspire you to, to research other cryptids and and memorialize them in, in, in a book? Yes, I did. Okay, so can you tell us, are you currently writing a book? Yes, I am in the works of doing a book right now. About right, high It's going to be about... Okay. What, so what do uh, um, you have... Uh, do you have a favorite Ohio cryptid other than Bigfoot that you've written uh, about so far? The Mothman. The Mothman. Okay. Yes. What a, I actually what, have a connection to the Mothman. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, are you? Can you share with us your connection? Yeah, to the I can share. Okay. I don't want you to reveal anything that's going to be in the book, though. No, it's it's okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> it may make people want to buy the book even more. I want to buy it. I know that much. Okay. <laughs> My I'm getting an autographed copy. I want was, mine autographed too. Yes, yeah. Everybody will get a book. <laughs> Great. You guys are shameless. Okay. Are shameless. <laughs> hey, we okay. love cryptids. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, me so, too. So tell us about your connection. Um, My uncle was digging into like our family tree to figure out just because he wanted to, and Chief Cornstalk was in Point Pleasant, which I'm sure a lot of people know. Um, Chief Cornstalk made a deal with the white men when they came over that he, they wouldn't kill him or tried. Well, of course they killed Chief Cornstalk, and they were believed that the Chief Cornstalk chorused the right man with the Mothman. Well, I'm related to Chief Cornstalk. I'm also related to the people that found Point Pleasant. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so the so the story is that Chief Cornstalk cursed Point Pleasant. That's what some people believe. Some people don't. But the Mothman's been seen around his grave every now and then really okay yes really yeah okay so so um i guess i'm kind of ignorant to the fact of are there recent mothman sightings or well i don't know but this is really (sighs) weird for me every time i go to point pleasant because we stay with my friend Every time I've been down there, I, I don't I always go down there, not just doing a mothman, just go see my friend. And I've always had a dream of two red eyes. It's only when I go to Point Pleasant. So I don't know if it's the mothman or what trying to get my attention, but I find it really weird. Well, so just to, just, I'm just throwing this out there. What, so, where your friend lives, where he has Sasquatch on his property, 
how, yes. I, wonder, I wonder how much, because it's close to Point Pleasant then, right? You guys are driving back. I mean, how close is that to Point Pleasant? Um, he lives in Rio Grande. So it's about 20 minutes maybe or so. Okay. It's not that I far. Almost makes you wonder if uh, some of the Mothman sightings were actually Bigfoot sightings. Hmm. Mm, maybe. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> Without the, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how many of the Mothman sightings were actually um, a creature with wings and uh, not just something, you know, big that took off. Or, you know, I don't know. I'm just, that's just something. Well, you know, there's that whole, there's that whole uh, um, phenomenon of bat squats that's out there where, uh, Bass. No, yeah. I mean there's there's yeah. I mean, Are you Kim sure? Nick Redford has a has a has a book that documents a Sasquatch sized creature with wings. He does. I actually have that book. <laughs> that wasn't just so, a sci-fi special movie. Sasquatch no, no, versus it's, it's, uh, Sharknado or some, something. Okay. No, no, there's some really good. There's some pretty telling accounts about uh, Sasquatch-looking creatures with wings that uh, um, that have swooped down and, and people seen them. The one guy got picked up and, yeah, yeah I mean, it was on Monsters and Mysteries and it was on TV and it's in, I can't remember it's, whether it's Nick's, but I think it's Nick's book that, that covers that. So a lot of things out there obviously not, ex, you know, not explainable. Oh, yeah. You know, so- I'm really surprised you didn't say your favorite cryptid was Dogman. No. <laughs> um, so when, so, so when, when do you expect the book to uh, be ready for purchase? I am hoping by the beginning of the year because I got to finish up. I had two interviews and I have another one I'm waiting for. So hopefully as soon as those get done, I can finish my book and publish by the end of this year, beginning of next year. Ooh, yes, we'll be very excited. Yes, <laughs> very indeed, excited. indeed. Yes, of course, you know, because these guys want to, you know, beg for a book and have it autographed. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Alyssa, let's, uh, you have an event coming up. Um, so this, this, this podcast will be coming out on Friday and you have an event on Saturday. Do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on Saturday? Yeah, I'm having an event at our library Saturday. I'm talking about ghosts. It's from 1230 to 1:30, And as they like to say, I am the expert of everything strange. (laughs) (laughs) So so you're, so you're going to be at the Bucyrus library on November 9th. From twelve thirty to one thirty, um, I believe it's. I believe the title of your talk is going is called Ghost Talk. Yes. And, and yes, the library did, did is advertising you as an expert on all things strange. Um, I'm <laughs> well, not sure. you better bring Jerry. <laughs> you <gotta> bring Jerry. <laughs> oh my gosh! Listen. If you guys are going to make me pay a dollar for every time I mispronounce something, you're going to have to pay a dollar for every time you make fun of Jerry. Now, come on. That's only fair. Yeah, but I thought that was the whole point of the show. Oh. Like the whole point of the stuff was just <laughs> window oh. dressing. Um, well, 
that I, I mean Alyssa you've told us these are some great great stories okay and we're all looking forward to the book and I think the really cool thing is is you're you're right here you're right here in town with us yes um, I, I I mean I think we kind of feel blessed to, to have come across somebody who's uh, is enthusiastic and um, interested in the stuff that we're interested in um so so we've talked about this before so we're gonna you know all the guys in the group we want to extend the invitation to you to come join the from the shadows podcast crew as a lead field researcher um number one because we think you're probably the only one that can read and write um (laughs) since you are putting a book together um and Jerry insists on being the lead investigator, so we can't make you an investigator. But if you if you if you would be interested, we'd like to make you part of the team um, and and anoint you the lead field researcher for the from the Shadows podcast. Yes, I would love to join you guys. Sweet, welcome aboard! Welcome aboard! Welcome now aboard, gonna... Lisa. Thank you. Now, in your email tomorrow will be a whole list of things we need you to research <laughs> for the next <laughs> book. <laughs> because we just don't have enough time to cover everything. Um, so, uh, so we'll uh, we'll sign off here tonight and hope everybody uh, enjoyed getting to know Elisa a little bit tonight. And we'll be looking forward to. Uh, talking to her some more as she brings some stuff to the, uh, to the show. Um, Jason, any parting words? Well, once again, I'd like to say welcome aboard, Elisa, and uh, look forward to working with you. And uh, we got some uh, work that we'll be doing with the Ohio Paranormal Society here in the near future. I think that uh, you'll be interested in. I'm Just, looking forward to that. Good. How about you, Judge? Any, any? Uh... Yeah, I'm just going to send a shout out to all the listeners out there. Um, you know, reach out to Elisa on uh, on our Facebook page, Twitter page. Um, if you have something that you'd like for her to research, um, you know, I talk to people who who have interesting accounts. We now have a uh, researcher that we can send out and collect data and get your story and see if we can uh, help you find out what's lurking in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Since the book's not done yet, maybe if we get a good story or two, who knows, maybe the story you suggest may end up finding its way in the book. How about that? How about that? Can't guarantee you get any credit for it, but (laughs) (laughs) before we sign off, I want to congratulate the judge on. I'm assuming you got you were reelected as the judge. Ran unopposed, so uh, I only took one vote. Ran unopposed. <laughs> well, well, congratulations, <laughs> judge. Thank you. Just yes. so you know, I wrote in. Just so you know, I wrote in Jerry because <laughs> <laughs> I think he would look good in a robe. <laughs> So, uh, (laughs) so thanks for joining us tonight and we will, uh, 
catch everybody next week. We have a we have a really exciting episode next week too. So make sure that uh, make sure you j- tune in for that. So good night. Good, good night, night, everybody. Everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot go daddy sites dot com or Contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows. And tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.